Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, it is 2020 and we are back to break down a whole new year of GH shenanigans. What happened while we were gone? Well, we're going to tell you next. I'm Maria Uh, it's a GH report. Ports are getting on fire. Uh-oh. Watch out. Ava about to take a dip off the cliff. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. That was, I really hit that Tuning one. Tuning fork. Tuning fork. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, ready to the GH report. It's 2020, everybody. We're here with a whole new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Look at that. Right on all the craziness that's happening on Port Charles on a daily basis. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, you know what? The chat is up and running. So if you want to just jump in and share your thoughts, uh, congratulate Carla on her sweet new coach Star Wars bag. <laughs> Big time. I mean, that, nobody just you don't just get that. That's that's some high quality. Yeah, stuff. you do. You just walk into a coach. You walk into a coach outlet and you buy one. Like you I drop did. that black Amex right there and said, <laughs> "Boom." This means nothing to me. Give me it. It was on Christmas sale. Um. Anyway. Shout out to the chat room, Joe Costanzo, Ron Wood, Mary, not Ron Wood, Rue Wood, <laughs> sorry, Woo, <laughs> Rue, um, Mary, Annie Gowen, what's up, girl, Cherie R., Lisa Wagner, mm, DT Doerr, Brandy Joy 1, Loretta Johnson, Donnie Eubanks, Coco Candy 1, hey, y'all, hey. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Yes. Look at that, folks. Uh, you know, we're going to break down what we've missed over oh, the Oh, and there's Marlon break. Wallace. Sorry. Hey, Marlon. Last but certainly not least <laughs> at all. Uh, and uh, we'll also do a little news and gossip to round out the end of the show. But Carla, it has been a little while since we've seen each other. I know. It has been a minute. I was, right before the holidays hit, I had gone to New York to do a junket. And I think I tried, I was on the plane. <laughs> yes. I was on a plane trying to talk on the plane. Like, I, I, okay, let me just talk about that. I was actually surprised. I was like, I wonder if I could call Frank from the plane. And then, <laughs> like, we were in the air, and I called, and you picked up the phone. I was like, <laughs> There you <laughs> like, go. Buckwheat. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm like, I can't talk, but okay, click. <laughs> but you were all in that chat. Everybody I was. Loved it. I was all up in that chat room. But I was like, I couldn't leave y'all hanging. I had to, like, you know, come hang with the homies. There you go. I had to roll with the homies. So while we have been away. I mean, GH has still been playing, according to a little bit of holiday breaks. It has. There. What have you thought of uh, what we've seen during our time away? It was a little slow up until like the last couple of days of this past week with that one little reveal that we'll get into a little later. But man, I was living for that. My mouth dropped to my crack when I saw that. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was screaming at the TV set. I'm like, no. It was 
fan-freaking-tabulous. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. But I'm still kind of wondering how it's all going to pan out now. You know, I mean, we talked a little bit about Ava and, and Nina joining forces to get those Cassidyne boys mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you thought of their team up so far? And do you, th- do you feel like it's like, oh, yeah, they're really sticking it to them? No, I don't feel like they're really sticking it to them. I feel like Ava thinks she is. <laughs> But, the, but it's not really like I'm not all that. I was excited about their alliance, but then it never it never really did anything. So I'm kind of like, OK, well, that kind of fell flat. It wasn't as exciting as I think I thought pairing them up was going to be like when they paired up Diane with Alexis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to be that kind of dynamic happening. And that's not what went down. Speaking of Diane, I ran into um, Carolyn Hennessy. Very nice. I ran Carolyn Hennessy and I have the same voiceover agent. And I ran into her at the Christmas party. <laughs> That's fantastic. It was hilarious. Hilarious. She said she'll come back over here and talk to us. So. I would love it. I would love it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm bummed that I missed that on the VO Christmas party again. I mean, you took me there last year as your plus one. I did. I took somebody else this time. See? I Look did. at this. Already, I did. My I tried stock to, is dropping with Carla I tried to, I tried to hook up somebody else. I was trying to spread the wealth around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be great to have Carolyn back here. I mean, she's going to beat Maurice Bernard for sure. Actually, she said she would help me with that. Get out of here. I swear to you, she did. She was like, she's like, I said, I said, yeah, I do this. I said, you've been on the General Hospital Report, whatever. You've, you've done it before. I've interviewed you on the show. You sat next to me. We took a picture. She's like, really? I'm like, Miss Thing. Yes. <laughs> and so then she says, so I said, I have the hardest time booking people from the show. Like, I just have a hard time. I'm not, I don't even know what the explanation is for that. And she said, well, who exactly are you, are you think, who's, who are your wish list of people? And I told her with, of course, Maurice Bernard being at the top of the list. And she said, oh, maybe I can help you with that. I'm like, girl, don't play. Don't play. She's playing. She not. We're not. not. But then I forget who it was. I think it might've been. And I'm probably wrong when I say this, but somebody that's always in the chat room they they went on they went on the attack for Maurice Bernard on Twitter, and they were like, "Why won't you go see my girl at the GH report?" And he he and all he did was he responded with a name. <laughs> he just responded with a name and an email address. I think it was. I was like, Ooh. Oh. again, I had like the you know buckwheat face. <laughs> Well, Somebody said you all need Steve Burton and Branford Anderson on. That would be great if they would come. But I know they. I know uh, Steve Burton has all them kids. So he what he can't and come a wife. In? Well, you know when you got kids and a wife and stuff, sometimes Sunday nights is a little difficult because it's this been, is this is dinner time. This is the time they're trying to put the kids down. You know it might and and he's always on GH. So his call time the next day is like you know what six a.m., which means he got to get up at three. It's forty minutes of his day. Carla. Look. I, hey, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just, like, I'm just saying that you know, it might be a little, might be a little difficult. And but. dare I say, probably the 40 most entertaining moments of his day. Of course it is, because it's you and me doing it. There I'm just go. saying. But yeah, I we'll, we'll see, we'll see if that actually happens in 2020. I think. Let me just okay. I, I'm gonna put this out there. If Maurice Bernard actually shows his face. At the GH report at After Buzz TV, yes, in 2020, mm-hmm. I might have to chug a beer or something. I might have to do some a little daring. <laughs> I might have to do, I'm not running down the street naked because it's too cold for all of that. And ain't nobody mm-hmm. trying to see all this. But 
But I might have to like chug a beer or something. I might have to do something daring. I might have to come up with something better than chugging a beer. Y'all can help me in the chat room and find out something better that I could come up with. But I'm going to do something daring if he actually shows up here. You know, maybe I'll do a man on the street outside the studio or something. I don't know. It'll be something daring, something that is so out of sight of my comfort zone that it'll make my skin crawl. Ooh, all right. I'm excited to hear what... Which chugging a beer is actually that, because I don't like beer. Oh, so if you had to just drink it, but you would drink a beer. I will drink a beer, but I'm not trying to chug no beer. I'm not trying to, like, I'm, I wouldn't chug a beer. I wouldn't be that person going to Coney Island trying to shove hot dogs down my face. Like, I'm just not that person. So would we, do you want to do, like, do you want to beer bong it? Where we give you the, the, the funnel and the uh, the tube? Or do you want to, like, just snap the can and just, you know, poke the bottom? And clearly, you have, <laughs> clearly you have experience with these types of shenanigans. Because uh, you know, you're being very graphic. <laughs> I've seen plenty of college movies. Oh Carla my and I. god, dude! Please, you were speaking like that was firsthand experience. Uh, yeah, I think I've done a beer bong once in my life. I'm not a beer <laughs> drinker myself, but I've never done the other uh, shotgunning a beer where you you know poke the hole and you pop the cap. Yeah, about as daring as I've gotten is I put an orange slice in some Blue Moon. That was about it. All right, <laughs> I'm like that's as exciting as I get. There we go. Uh, maybe this time it'll be a lime. Oh no! Somebody said give Frank a big wet kiss. Yeah, he ain't trying to have that. <laughs> <laughs> and then they laughed at me. They told me I wasn't right. Tattoos? Yeah, that's not happening. Ain't no tattoos happening nowhere around here. I'm needlephobic. No, really? nope. Oh hell no. No, I interviewed Olivia Wilde for Booksmart, and she I asked her what was the most daring thing she ever did in high school, and she said that she got this <laughs> she got this really bad tattoo that she called Earth, Wind, and Fire, and had me cracking up. I, it was pure comedy. She said, "So I'm telling everybody to join my bad tattoo club." She's like, "You got to get a bad tattoo." I'm like, "Yeah, diva, no, I, I will never get a tattoo. Ain't nobody putting no needle. Mm-mm. Just like I will." <laughs> people talk about how black don't crack in terms of aging. I will be the last of the California raisins because there's not a needle known to man that's coming anywhere near this face. <laughs> no. I will have crow's feet and wrinkles down to my belly button, but I know needles coming over here. Nope. I mean, what about like a nice like a Superstore logo back tat? Oh, no. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. If it's, okay, if it's a tattoo that you press on, I could do that. All right. I could do okay. a henna tattoo or something like that. But if it's if it's involving needles, it's not happening. Uh, well, folks, keep posting away in the chat about what you think Carla should do. But uh, as we steer back to the excitement that happened in PA, uh, PA, PA, PA. GH, <laughs> PC, poor Charles. And so uh, one of the biggest things, of course, is when is Nicholas going to reveal himself to anybody that uh, is not Sonny or not Carly and Jack's? Uh, and finally, we get to see by the end of this week, he finally does this that big revelation. Kind of, that was kind of fabulous how he revealed himself, though. But he revealed himself with Ava. I can't wait for that conversation to pop off. <laughs> I cannot wait. Because, you know, she don't have a mouthful to say, especially to Valentine. She's just going to go in. I can't wait. You know, it was interesting, though, that I – so, of course, it's the big wedding of Nina and uh, Valentine. And Ava goes there because she, of course, her and Nina have been working together, and so she wants to see it all blow up in Valentine's face. Martin, Valentine's lawyer, says, "Hey, come on up to the balcony." Uh, under after Valentine's instruction to do so. Once Ava gets up there and realizes it's just her and Valentine, knowing that she sat there and watched him kill Nicholas in front of her, uh, or at least attempted to shot mm-hmm. him, you know, point blank, and as he fell out of there, mm-hmm. she has. Very little regard for like, oh, no, it's going to be I'm fine. You know, I'm not going to help you. You're never going to get this. I would be a little bit more cautious 
being out there on a balcony overlooking water. First of all, the fact that she let uh, is his name Martin Gray. The fact that she yeah. the fact that she let Martin Gray lead her up there in the first place was like I thought she was a smarter cookie than that. Really, you gonna have him take you up to the ba- and then once you get up there and turn around and 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 here comes Valentine talking about yeah he's afraid of heights like. Diva, you didn't see that coming? <laughs> like, I saw that coming from a mile away, and I'm not you. Like, I was like, this is this is about to go really wrong. But what I was hoping had, what I was hoping happened in that situation was it was so serendipitous that Charlotte showed up after Ava was already pushed over. But I wish she had showed up just a few seconds earlier to actually see him do it. Yeah, because was- I really wanted her to see him do that. It was interesting because when she goes with Valentine to walk past there, she, she takes looks, a second. She, yes. she, peep, she peeps over and he snatches her like, what you looking at? Yeah, I was. I really wanted her to see that. I really, because I think then that, I think if she had seen that, it would have created a, a whole different dynamic between him, Nina, and between Valentine, Nina, and Charlotte. Because now Charlotte, as a little girl, will see why people are hating on her papa, right? Yeah. She would see why people are hating on her papa, and then he would have to deal with the fallout of her possibly hating him, which would break him to his core. And then what would he do if that happened? It is interesting, and I want to know what you thought, Carla, mm-hmm. is because we see Jax taking some time to talk to Nina and saying... Yeah, that was a nice scene. I did like that, where you know, you, either you're, uh, you're marrying somebody you don't love or you, you can't trust and you're stuck in this marriage... Or you're going to say no and you're going to break Charlotte's heart. Mm-hmm. So the only option is just to walk away right now before mm-hmm, you do anything mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't. Uh, if What would you do? Would you just take follow Jackson's advice? I probably would have followed Jackson's advice because little kids are so impressionable. Like They're very amenable in a lot of ways. But when it comes to that kind of stuff, they're very impressionable. And that kind of hurt, that kind of sting has lasting effects into adulthood. You know, and even into adolescence. So at the end of the day, as much as Nina despises Valentine and loathes him for what he's done, the last person she wants to hurt is that little girl, mostly because she now realizes that she doesn't have a daughter of her own. I think it would have been easier for her to do it had she still thought Sasha was her daughter. You know what I mean? Because she would have been like, yeah, that's your, that's your mess to deal with. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I got Sasha over here. But now she doesn't even have Sasha. So the only thing that she, the closest thing she'll ever have to a daughter at this point will be Charlotte is a little girl, right? And I think the thought of her kind of putting her out there like that, she just that's just too much for her to bear. Like, even Nina isn't that heartless. It, I, I wonder if... <laughs> You've seen the little trailers uh, that we saw for Monday's episode mm-hmm. where we can basically see, you know, it's Nina. You probably yelling at Valentine like that. This isn't going to happen anymore. If she's using the fact that, uh, as we saw, uh, Nicholas at the end of the episode comes in with Ava. They're soaking wet. He's rescued her from the waters outside of uh, Island, excuse me, Spoon Island. Uh, if she's going to use that, because I'm sure Ava's going to say, he pushed me over the side. I'm waiting. Yeah. Because she's got, or maybe she won't remember. Oh, I, I, if she if she hit the ground or she hit something, she probably hit her head. She's probably not going to remember. But I'm like, why was Nicholas lurking around down there? That's what I want to know. Yeah, like how 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 did he just miraculously happen to find her and then scoop her up and bring her up just in time for the vows? Like you know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, 
Flick it and go. That in itself was just pure comedy. I was like, really, though? You just scooped her up just in time for the vows? Get out of here. And then I loved how the whole thing leading up to that moment was everybody, you know, in various corners or various different locales talking about how they weren't happy about this union or happy about this wedding and that nobody wanted to go. And the one person I felt the most sorry for was Liesl. Mm-hmm. Because it feels... in. Out of all of that, it feels like Liesl has the most to lose, other than um, Nina losing Charlotte or Valentine losing Charlotte. Liesl has the most to lose. You know, she doesn't have Nathan. Nina's all she's got. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a very complicated situation with that family. I mean, she still has her grandson, you know. Yeah, but she's not really trying to deal with that grandson. You don't ever hear her talking about that grandson. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. She is all about Nina. And uh, all up and all up in you know Windermere all the time. I did like that scene between her, Liesl, and Nina uh, earlier during our break, mm-hmm. where Nina was like, "Tell me what's up," because I know that he didn't do this by himself. Mm-hmm. And having Liesl have to uh, come clean about what she was involved with. Yeah, I love that actress. She's so good. I wish we could get her. I'd really love to talk to her. But, yeah, I just feel like that whole situation, that's a situation and a storyline that I don't think I'll ever get tired of because there's always some shenanigan lurking around the corner. And tell me this. I don't quite remember if they revealed this or not. Did they ever reveal who was sending out those invitations to Shiloh's uh, wake? Not yet. I'm like, did I miss that? And I just forgot. <laughs> I didn't think I did. But I was like, Ooh, did I miss that? I'm like, who is, do you think is that... Um, the trainer chick. Oh, no, she's well, she's dead. Oh well, no, then it couldn't be her yeah, she, from the grave. Before I died, <laughs> she's coming back from the grave. That's right. She died in that car crash. I forgot. Uh, as we're wrapping up about about the wedding, what I did like is when Nicholas comes into the room. Uh, we see everybody look at Nicholas and then kind of turn around, and look at Valentine. The one thing I liked was uh, Donnell Turner. His reaction was just sort of like. He was like, I told you. Yeah, he was just <laughs> so, looking like, I told you. Like, He's like, like, he was like, I was so not surprised. So, <laughs> speaking of Donnell Turner, I love that they had Black Santa. <laughs> that was hilarious. I was like, but he was, it was funny because at first, <laughs> I don't know if it was the lighting or what. I was like, is that a Black Santa or is that just somebody <laughs> that's real light skinned in it? I couldn't tell. It. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was somebody white under there or somebody black. I was like, ooh, they really they really fixed that lighting for that particular situation. Yeah. It um it it was interesting because they aired the episodes out of sequence this week or that week, Christmas yeah, they, week. They did. It was weird. Like they aired Yeah, that was weird. And somebody said something to us about that on Twitter. I think I think it was uh who said something about it? I think it was was it Kelly? He's a, it was Annie. Annie going, who's gone, she's out of the chat room now. But she says something about, she's like, did you see that? I was like, yeah, I saw it. I mean, they did one of my least favorite things is where they did a story within a story. So everybody gets a chance to play different characters. And they did a Christmas Carol within it. Yeah, I I love the whole Christmas Carol thing where Finn was like Scrooge. And um, speaking of which... When they did the Christmas Carol situation, they brought back my girl Jane Elliott playing Tracy Quatermain. Oh, I was so excited to see her back. It's um, the one thing at least I liked it is it wasn't a full episode. When I saw the tease for it, I was like, "Oh no, it's going to be a whole episode of the Christmas Carol." No, I was like, Ugh. "Thank goodness they at least bit. they tra- teased in some present day stuff." And that little girl that plays Violet, I say this every time I talk about her, she's just adorbs. She's like the cutest thing ever. 
Yeah. Uh, With her little lisp. She's yeah. so cute. <laughs> she is just adorable. She And they seem to, and the cast seems to really love her. Like they hug and kiss on her. Like that really is their kid. Yeah. She must be a wonderful child to work with. I would agree. Uh, yeah, because I like, intimated to see her and Robert together. I'm like, all right, yeah. And the, you see how their faces just kind of light up whenever they're dealing with her. Mm-hmm. I can't say the same for some of the other kids they be dealing with. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I ain't gonna call no names. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, but you mentioned though Tracy Elliott coming back, mm-hmm. or Jan, excuse me, Tracy Quartermain, Jan Elliott coming mm-hmm. back. It's man, it is nice to have her back in there. <sighs> it was so awesome to have her back. I love because she just she didn't skip a beat. She just walked right in and did her thing. And I love those scenes between her and Brooklyn. <laughs> The scenes between her and Brooklyn, scenes between her and Monica, scenes between her and Finn. It was nice to see that relationship touched on. Yes. Yes, that's great. Uh, But that will bring me to, as we continue to talk about Mm. uh, Tracy back in the mix, what was supposed to be her first scene before the episodes got shown out of order Mm -hmm. was her returning to the Courtney Mansion. Right, in the house, in the foyer and stuff being redecorated. Which, like, the whole... I'm like, when did that happen? So they put the whole... It's like they moved the door on the whole other side of the foyer. I was like, what's happening? Because that was, that was a super that fast was, renovation. That was, okay. Yeah. I was like, did I miss something? Because the last time I saw that house, it looked the same. Yeah. I mean, it was in December that we saw, I mean, with Brooklyn coming back and stuff, we saw scenes taking place in the old school quarter. Exactly. I was like, ooh, they got brand new floors and everything. I'm like, ooh, Okay. Like that, you, there's no way. As much as that rich as the Cordovan family yeah. is, there's no way no you're turning around and renovation like that. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but what made me laugh was um, <laughs> when Tracy tried to squabble about it. Monica's like, "Um, this is still my house." I'm like, "She gonna ride that horse until oh, it's course. dead." Of I, course, I love her for that. Uh, but but what do you think of the Cordovan remodel? It's okay. It's you know. Now it looks like Sonny's house. Mm. <laughs> and what it looks like Sonny's kitchen yeah. is what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, I'm down to see a set re, uh, freshened up for sure. Mm-hmm. But it still seems a little, like, too cold. It's like, mm, they'll, I mean, I'm sure they'll change it. Yeah. I'm sure that's not I'm sure that's not how it's going to end. I wanted to say, um, I wanted to talk about the whole Dev and Joss and that situation. I'm so over that. I'm over it. Are you liking the romantic tension brewing between Dev and Jocelyn? I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I, I would rather see Jocelyn with Cameron. You know, a side note on Cameron for one hot second is that he was Donnell Turner's elf, or at least, you know, assistant. He was. It was funny. Uh, <laughs> it just disgruntled. That got he annoying. A, he was a disgruntled elf. <laughs> like, dude, you. this is your last thing of community service. You could be out picking up garbage. All you have to do is just wear this Christmas tie <laughs> for had how an many hours? Attitude. He was so not happy. It was so funny. That's like that's a cush gig. He was so not happy. But I think, dude, don't you think his unhappiness stemmed in the fact that um, he didn't really want to go home and deal with the whole Franco Drew situation. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, I mean, I mean, Franco's, you know, it's all sorted out. Franco's for him back, yeah. yeah. But and then there was that moment. Speaking of which, there was that moment where um, Elizabeth had to tell him about Drew, and then 
that moment where she sat there and she said, I'm looking. She says, you know, you, <laughs> you, this is when you know something busted is about to be said. When she goes, you ever have that feeling that you're thinking one thing and you know you should be feeling another way than what you're thinking or something along those lines that she said. And he was looking at her like, what special brand of crack have you been smoking since yeah. I've been away? And then she says, you know, I, f- I still feel some kind of way about you sleeping with Kim. And then he was like, I would never. Mm, but you did. Yeah, but it wasn't him. It wasn't his personality, but it was his body. Like, let's be clear. Yeah, but he, he didn't have any control over that. Yeah, okay. In wow. Studio, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm kind of with Liz on that one. And you know, I'm not, I'm never with Liz on anything. But I'm with her on that one. I'm like, mm. You know, I will say that getting Franco goes and gets the uh, the, the 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 process, or Drew does, <laughs> to restore Franco's memories, and Franco comes out of his you know his you know, recovery, and mm. it's Franco. Mm-hmm. I gotta admit, you know, having him back, I'm like, yeah, I didn't miss him. I think that there was, I think the anticipation of getting him back under the circumstances of which he left was more exciting than him actually coming back. I mean, just having him back and being, he's like, I, I would never, uh, like, uh, like yeah, the little neuroses like, of Franco. I'm like, uh, no. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted on that situation. I'm hoping it, because the pro- procedure was interrupted by that assassin, mm-hmm. that it is not going to be as cut and dry as that Franco is just perfectly back as Franco. No. Speaking of assassins, so then we have Anna. <laughs> That gets that tidbit of info because it's really bothering her that every time every time she rolls up on Peter, Peter is hovered over, hunched over on a phone call Oof. or whispering or just just looks like he's up to no good. And, and it's not sitting well with her. And now she understands why it's not sitting well with her because there's some shenanigans going on and he's right in the middle of it and she knows it. And then Finn is like... Do you really want to go there, though? Do you really want to, you know, be all up in that? Or do you want to just let him, you know, make his bed and lie in it? And she's like, but I'm his mother. I'm like, yeah, I'm about tired of listening to her. Cry that that tune, too. But, you know, I enjoyed those scenes between Finn and Anna and even to a similar extent, Carly and Sonny, where you can have arguments and disagreements, different points of view, but it's not like, well, then I guess we're done. Yeah, I, lo- I love the fact that when they had, I agree with you, I love the fact that when they did have those conversations, they weren't yelling and screaming at each other. It was mm-hmm. a conversation yeah. that was intelligently hashed out with everybody's feelings, you know, cards laid out on the table and everybody was being honest about how they felt, whether they liked it or not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Car- especially with Car- Carly and Sonny because they usually have shouting matches. Like Very their true. stuff is usually, ah! and so this was nice to see them just have a conversation about it. And this is the thing I'm loving about what they're doing with Sonny Corinthos on General Hospital. They are making Sonny Corinthos mellow out in age the same way Maurice Bernard is mellowing out in age. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because for a minute, they were still trying to hold Sonny Corinthos to a different standard in the show in terms of aging. Right? They never you never see him with gray temples. His hair is always jet black. I'm like, um, we know brother man got some salt and pepper happening up in there somewhere. And then again he might not. There's some people that never go gray. Like <laughs> I'm gonna say this and I'm probably gonna go to hell. So Eddie Murphy, I saw Eddie Murphy on some show doing an interview on his awards tour thing. And he was saying that he, he his hair doesn't turn gray. He said he gets gray in his mustache and um on his on his mustache and someplace else he said 
on his face, but he doesn't get it in his hair. And I know there are some men that are like that. They just don't go gray for a really, really, really long time. And then there's there's other people like my daddy who went gray when he turned 30 and was coloring his hair with Miss Clairol and was telling me that he, and when I would peep the gray, I'm like, Daddy, what's that gray stuff in your hair? He's like, oh, I spilled some paint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good. I'm like, Daddy, you've been spilling paint in your hair for 30 years. What's up with that? I'm very clumsy. (laughs) I am extremely, extremely clumsy. But I say all that to say that I like how they're they're melding them into the same. Like, there's a little bit of Maurice. There's a little bit of Sonny happening within the same person, making the character a little more richer and a little more layered than he had been before. It's, uh, but he still has that blind spot. With Jacks, like that is so. When he finds that's out, that's understandable that, though, because that, that's understandable because he's a dude, and this is the dude that that's that was involved with the person that you're married to, like, and had a kid with them. Like, it's one thing. It would have been one thing if she had Bob Jacks and they didn't have any children, but she Bob Jacks and now they have Joss, and Joss lives under that roof with him. So there's a whole different. Like, I get it. There's a whole different dynamic happening there for him. And he's salty, and I get it. But at some point, you gotta get over that. Like she married you, she stayed married to you, she actually remarried you. So what's your mm-hmm. problem? Yeah, it's like uh, because as soon as Sonny finds out that, like, oh wait, Jax was helping a want the future. He knew, well, why did you tell him and you didn't tell me? Why did you feel like you couldn't infi- confide in me? And she's like, because of this conversation right here. That's why. Yeah, and we're <laughs> just like, he's gonna be in a lot of trouble. It's like, no, no, no. You already if you bo- boot him again. <laughs> I mean, Jocelyn took it took months, which that was the longest time of my life for her to you know get over that. Right, with Sonny. So I can't imagine him doing it a second time. Get out of here! Like, no, Jocelyn, not. no way would be like. I understand. So <laughs> this has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. But I'm just thinking about the kids. There, I have burning questions. One is where are Trina's parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think many people have that burning. Question. Two is when was the last time we saw Donna? When was the last time we saw Avery? Like, are these kids going to come back? They're always sleepy. They're Look, always sleepy. They're always sleeping. They're always taking a nap. Yep. Are they going to come back, Donna and Avery, I'm talking about, are they going to come back and be like teenagers? <laughs> well, you know, because... Like, are they going to do the soap opera aging trick on them, you think? Because I feel like Scout is a, a year or two older than she should be. Yeah, she is. She's awfully cute, though. That's yeah. another one that's really cute. Okay, can we just? I know you hate Jason and Sam. Oh, can, I know you hate Jason. Yep, and Sam, go for it. But can we just talk about that moment where um, she came home for Christmas and they didn't think she was going to? Because I was really not looking forward. Ouch! I was really this is itching. I was really not looking forward to her having a, a altercation with Nell in that prison cell. I wasn't looking forward to that. I thought that was uh, that personal. happened very fast. Though. Yes, I was like, mm, that's kind of quick. Like they just took her out and brought her home. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I mean it was super fast for like from Jason talking to Ned, saying, "Oh, do you have any recommendations or suggestions? Can you talk to anybody?" To Ned saying, "I I can't do that. I mean, I can I can't twist anybody's arms. I can." I remember just that. To that all case. of a sudden, she's out. Yeah, and then they're having that conversation on the phone, going. Oh, do you think you could come over? No, I'm gonna spend time. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad I could help out. He was like, "Thanks, by the way." I'm like, "I'm like, did I miss something?" Because <laughs> I was like, "Is there a step that happened that I was not privy to?" I don't understand. Yeah, that went by so fast, and so that when Jason surprised 
his family surprised the heck out of me that it's like, oh, no, you know what? Sam's out now. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, but then, but this is the thing that, that made it kind of like romp romp. So they did that, and then they turned around, and they had the parole officer. Now, I don't know any parole officer that's going to pay you a visit during the holiday season. That's Especially first, New Year's Eve. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is we saw her take the girl take the girl to the kitchen, and then we never saw her again. So she's dead. Right? We never saw her. She's not dead. <laughs> but we never saw her again. The next thing we see is Sam sitting in the living room with Jason coming in going, how did it go? And she's having a nervous breakdown saying, I would have liked to have seen the scene with the parole officer where she said that to Sam. Like, I would have liked to have seen that scene play out. Instead, we're getting all this first, well, secondhand information from Sam. And and the speculation being that she's trying to get to Jason through all of this. I mean, I guess we can infer that given Jason's past, but it still would be interesting just to see, does this woman have an agenda or is she just being a real stickler for the rules? Yeah. First of all, she black. So how's she going to have an agenda when it comes to Jason and Sonny? Usually anybody that has an agenda when it comes to Jason and Sonny is not a black person. The black people are always working with Jason and Sonny. Think about it. Whenever there is a black person on the show, they are always working with Jason and Sonny. That's true. Trina's working with Jason and Sonny. Donnell Turner. Curtis is working with Jason and Sonny. Jordan isn't. I mean, she'll work alongside when it's convenient. She's had her moments with Sonny, though. Yeah. I'm just saying. She ain't working against him. I'm just saying. I was like, the black the black people are like, yo, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like... So really, you gonna concoct this this thing that the the parole officer, okay, yes. or the social worker, whatever she is. I guess uh, like the parole officer, and now it's I think what two years that they can't be around each other mm-hmm. uh, unless the lawyers are present and it is involving their kids. It's bananas, and then <sighs> and then I hate it when Jason left and Diane was like, "Are you okay?" and he was like, "No," which was huge for Jason because usually. Jason's like, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry about it, Diane. And he was like, no, I'm not, and walked off. Yeah, what I do like, though, is that I don't know if he would be like that around many people, but I feel like Diane. Yeah, Diane's like family, so yeah, yeah they would they would be that way around her. Yeah, I I mean, you're right, Carla. I care so little about the Jason-Sam, the J-Sam <laughs> relationship that I'm just like. I'm invested. Ugh, that now we, we got to deal know. with this melodrama for a couple, however long that decided to drag this out. Oh, it won't be dragged out for long. But, I but did. the fact that even Sam was considering like, oh, we will sneak around. For as miserable like, as she girl, was. I was like, have you lost the last bit of good sense you got left? Like, this is parole. They will throw your ass back in jail and lock away the key and snatch your kids. They won't care that Jason is is their dad. And Drew is Scout's dad. And he's dead. Child, please. She was not. She was really not thinking that through. Yeah, I, I don't know what you thought. Like, you were so miserable being away from your kids that you would just tempt it like that. Like, what? Have you learned nothing? She was conflicted. She was conflicted like a mug. I'm like, okay, well... I don't know. That would not be the smartest thing to do. And I'm glad that somebody was the voice of reason in that situation and said, yeah, you might not want to do that because of yada, yada, yada. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I did like Diane. Just all it takes is one time. Yep. One time and that's it. Yep. And and finally, Jason speaking to what I think many people have talked about before. It's like you're not in your old lives. You've got kids now, other responsibilities. You yep. can't just think about each other. Yep. Oh, Michael B. is in the chat room and Dolores Leach. Welcome, y'all. And Daisy Flower 40. They're always there. They're talking about... Oh, yeah, they were talking about that. 
And then somebody said, somebody's talking about Gia. His sister Gia didn't care. And then somebody says, uh, somebody says that we should bring bring back Brenda first. Yeah. Brenda ain't coming back. No, I'm good without Brenda. <laughs> Brenda Oof. ain't never coming back. I, at this point, I just don't know what you would do with Brenda. You would have to, because it's... I, well, when she came back the last time, it kind of fell flat. Don't you yeah. think? Because I mean, like there was all this build up to her being there, and then she came, and it was like, oh, okay. Because I just think you've put Carly and Sonny in such a position that you can't. I, I I would not. I don't know if how the rest of the fan base, but personally, it's like I don't want to see them being split up for Brenda and that storyline. I just have zero interest. Yeah, we've, we've seen that we've, too many times. We've done that. We've done that already. And I don't need to see her with Jax either because I've seen that too many times. So I, I would no, need something fresh. We've done that already. I want Jax to hook up with Nina. I think but everybody I've been, wants I've that. I've been saying that for months. Like, ever since he met her at the nurse's, nurse's ball, I'm like, oh, they're going to hook up. Something's going to happen with they're them. They're going to be getting busy. They're going to be getting busy. I thought for sure that they would hook up at some point. And she's been really good about not going there. Like, she's been, she's really showing some constraint when it comes to that situation. But when she went over to the house and her and at Jax's place and they were talking and Jax was, or Nina was like, I mean, is there someone else that I should be? <laughs> and Jax was like, I don't want to say anything. Uh-uh, but uh-uh. Uh, You know what else I loved about the last couple of weeks? There was a lot of explanation going on. Um, like, if you were somebody that had never seen General Hospital and was wondering how all these relationships are, are taking shape... There was that explanation about Michael confiding in Sasha about um, the history between him and AJ and Sonny mm-hmm. and Carly and how he took Avery for a little while just to piss Sonny off. There was a, a another relationship where um, uh, Brooke goes down memory lane with Julian about Olivia and Leo. Like it, they were breaking down some some poor Charles history between the relationships, which I thought was kind of cool. But that scene was so weird to me because they have that scene where uh, she's talking with Julian. Right. Talking about like, oh yeah, Olivia and Leo, I've got photos from back then. Right. I was watching them while they were, you know, keeping them hidden from you. <laughs> and then it's like, like a genuinely seems like a, a nice moment between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then at the end she just turns it and then you thought I was a prostitute and then blah, blah, blah and then stomps away. I'm like, But that's what, what she does in every scene. Haven't you noticed that? Like she'll be in a scene with somebody and it'll be free flowing and then all of a sudden toward the end of the scene she'll have a moment and go stomping off. Like, that's just her, like, for example, the scene in the Metro, I think it's the Metro Court, where she begs her father to help her get out of this contract. And he's like, it's ironclad. I'm sorry, Brookie. I can't help you. You know, you you have, you made your bed. You have to lie. And she's like, can't you just do it this one time? And he was like, no. And up until that moment, they were laughing and talking and, you know, about ready to toast in the new year. And then she went stomping off. Every scene she's in, it starts out okay. And then at some point she stomps off. Happened when she talked to Lulu, too. What did you think of Ned's response? I thought that was great that he was like, yeah, we have money. And, yeah, I could do this, but I'm not going to because she got to learn. She's spoiled. She is the brattiest of brats. And it's, I mean, just like, well, can it be just this once and then we draw the hard nope. line? Nope, it can't be. And I liked Olivia saying, I th- I, like, she goes, I think it fell on deaf ears. Yep. Because that, and, and just really just reiterating, like, she is most like your mom. And your mom would not no. listen to that. No. Nope. And she would just try, she was, she's only going to make it worse for herself yep. trying to get out of it. Because, but I, and I, I love how they said that. And then they brought Jane Elliott in as Tracy Quartermain. And then you could see 
for yourself just how much this young lady playing Brooklyn has made the character very much like Jane Elliott. And I don't think that was on purpose. Like, they just cast the perfect person for the part because she is very much like Jane Elliott. But I love how when she called her granny and she was... Yes. And she was like, it's Tracy. Yeah, it's Tracy. No, no, no. Call me. And it went like, a few times. What are you doing here? And she was, and it happened a few times. And she yep. had that look on her face like, am I going to have to punch you in your throat? <laughs> it's just call me Tracy, please. Just, I beg you. Please, please just call me Tracy. Uh, but what I did like, though, is I just like that nice moment between Ned and Olivia, where it's just like, yes, I, again, I've said this many times, and I'm sure I'll say it many, many more times, that it's just, man, it's nice to have Ned around on a regular basis and you know it'd be great if gh would just wise up and say this is some great stuff if you're going to redecorate the quartermain's home that shows that you're going to you're planning on being there for a while you're going to be seeing yeah. that that area a lot yeah so let's just lock down wally kurth on a contract <laughs> and do some you stuff you've been saying that for weeks 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 oh because even michael's saying like i'm, I'm predicting like I, it looks like we're getting ready for some quartermain conflicts i'm like yes, yes it's about to go down it is about to go down um, you know what else? What else tickled me was Nell out in that hospital lobby trying to dupe Willow into to giving her Wiley, oh and then Michael came swooping in like like a bald eagle. You know, I, I don't know what it is about uh, uh, prison guards in, in Port Charles. Where is the they're same? so lax? Like where are they? <laughs> they're always like, staying was, far away. But why was the prison guard not standing with her? Yeah. Why? Why was she able to have that whole conversation long enough with Nell for for Nell to go here? Let me take the baby. Yeah. I'm like I can't. Like any prison guard would have shut that down as soon as the baby started moving. Like no, 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 no. We got to cut this off. <laughs> no, nope. just like I was watching from over here. Oh my god, it's pure comedy. You were going to give us some news, right? Yeah, we got some news as we're getting ready to wrap up real quick. Uh, After Buzz TV news. It seems like kind of a, a little sour uh, bit of news here to start off the new year. Oh, what? Is good old uh, Kimber- uh, Kimberly McCullough plays Robin Scorpio on the yeah. show has uh, announced that uh, she is retired from acting. Well, I pretty much guessed that because she hasn't done it for quite some time. No, I mean, she'd pop on to GH every so often, but mm-hmm. I mean, she's been more focused on a directing career, uh, having her family. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a wonderful photographer, too. Yeah, so, I mean, I, while we wish her all all success in her new endeavors, I mean, we'll it, her. yeah, it definitely is a, sh- a shame. And, and who knows if it's retired from acting, but if GH calls out for like a little sweet little bit that she wouldn't. Just pop in to, to do something? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to find out. I'm sure if it was major enough, she would pop in because we wouldn't know who she was if it weren't for G.A. She'd been there since she was a child. Let's I mean, give a shout out to James. James Lai Jr. Is he in the chat? He's in the chat room. Holy cow. Papa James. Papa James. Papa James breaking it down. What uh, else were you going to say? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it is. Uh, I mean, Jane Elliott certainly left and she was retiring from acting. Anthony Geary's left because he was retiring from acting. But we ain't seen him, and we won't. No, I mean, we saw him for a hot second on Jane Elliott's last show. But Jane's come back now for this, so you never know if the story warrants it. Uh, some pivotal thing that maybe we can get uh, Kimberly McCullough to, to pop in for a little bit. I'd love that. I like her. Uh, so, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. Uh, so much to talk about in so little time, but, you know, we've got... 52 more weeks ahead of us. So. <laughs> 52 more weeks in left yeah, in the year. Yeah, or actually four, 51 at this point because we're in our first weekend. So, this yes. Is true. So, 51 more weeks. So, folks, we're going to be doing it and we hope you are here every week to join us. But in the meantime, like us on Facebook, give us five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give us a thumbs up while you're there. 
Uh, give James Lott Jr. a thumbs up. He always deserves a thumbs up no matter where he's at. Uh, but if you want to stay in touch with either Carla or myself, even after the show's over, Carla, where can they find you? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can also find me over at Black Hollywood Live doing The Curvy Critic with Carla Renato on Sundays right before the GH Report. And on Thursday nights, we have a brand new superstar on NBC coming your way. Oh, look at this. 2020 is year of Carla Renato. I mean, that, <laughs> no, that empire is just... Big, 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 big. Yeah, he says that every week. And, and I yeah. and it has. It has increased. Folks, I see all all this off-camera stuff that Carla and I do. It is just success, <laughs> success, success, success. All this great stuff for her. So, yes, 2020 is the year for Carla. Uh, follow me it. on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's going to do for this episode of the GH Report. We'll be right back here next Sunday with an all-new episode right here on After Buzz TV. Peace. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 